Welcome to the Witches and Wine audio experience. Yeah, this is the first time that I pressed it. So it seems to be working pretty well. I gotta love Zoom. Zoom is just like nice and easy. Yeah, I love Zoom. Oh, wait a second. It seems to also. Okay, I think that we are live. Wonderful. And it's funny because I'm kind of hearing myself and I'm going to mute because it's so distracting to hear myself live on delay, you know? Oh, that's the worst. Yeah. So, yes, we're a little bit early <laughs> and we're going to wait for people to start filing in. But I am going to be, I just sent you a little chat thing. And okay. that's the link. Awesome. Yeah. I'm going to send you this okay. link. Is this on? Is this? Oh, okay. Okay. I got it. <laughs> and um, I'm so excited to be doing basically my first live, I guess. Hold on. Let me just make sure that everything is working fine. Guys, if you're watching this like in the future and you're just like, how come this beginning is so disorganized? It's like, e sorry, guys. <laughs> this is the first time I'm doing this. And I'm going to make sure that this live is actually working. I wonder if you can see it, Rachel. Is it still going on? Yeah. Yeah, it looks good. Awesome. Awesome. Yay. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for joining. As I mentioned, this is the first time that I pressed this button on my Zoom that said go live on YouTube and it's actually working. I'm thrilled. Technology is magic. Yeah. Absolute magic. And today I am so thrilled to be with <laughs> I'm so thrilled to be with my friend Rachel from Alien Heart. And if you guys have been watching my channel for a while, um, Rachel was actually one of the first guests that I had when I was just a baby YouTube channel. And it's so amazing that finally, like three, four years down the road, uh, we're reunited again. And it's this perfect sort of like return to kind of my, my roots, I think, because <laughs> I love astrology. I have, I'm a skeptic. Everybody knows that I'm an atheist witch, but I've always had a great love for astrology because I felt as though astrology has great grounding in this world. Um, there's a practical aspect to it. Rachel's class, uh, astrology class, was very seminal in me really as a skeptic being like, you know what, there are ways to utilize astrology and work with astrology that helps us in our daily practical lives. And for me, that's, I'm very much about that. I'm very much about using and utilizing and working with cycles of nature, um, even though I don't like nature, like I don't like grass, I don't like trees, but <laughs> I like nature as in what's 
around us in the natural world. And isn't it interesting that a lot of people are saying cryptocurrency, blockchain technology is not natural. And I'm yet, and yet I'm just like, who created this? Human beings created this, right? So to me, it's extremely natural. And therefore, it makes perfect sense to me that cryptocurrency, blockchain, and astrology, they work together, especially because economics, economics is very similar to astrology. I know people are going to be like, what is she talking about? But we'll get into that a little bit more. But I'm just so excited to talk to you, Rachel. And please tell us a little bit about what you've been doing in the past, I don't know, like three, four years since you've been on this channel. (laughs) Oh, my God. Well, first of all, Um, I'm really happy to be a part of your roots. I loved that you said that. That was really sweet. That's delightful to me. Um, But over the last three or four years, what I have been doing is prolifically writing about astrology, teaching astrology, and not only astrology, but the wider scope of hermetic philosophy. And hermetic philosophy includes the three sister sciences, and they are actually traditionally called sciences, which is kind of a trip for modern subjects. But the three hermetic sciences are astrology, alchemy, and magic. And so the way that my writing career, my business has unfolded is to actually together and teach them to people in a manner that's actually fun and accessible, something that actually is possible to begin applying to your life right now. And, you know, what I call magic, specifically magic that is using astrology as a method of timing. I just call it applied hermetic philosophy. You know, if you actually begin to integrate the hermetic worldview into your reality, suddenly it makes so much sense to begin working with the rhythms of the planets in terms of your creative work. And of course, magic is just another form of creative work. You know, it's the most like essential, most fundamental foundational aspect of creative work. And what I mean by that is magic actually has its roots in the word image. So imagination is the human being's capacity to create images, primal images from this nebulous, invisible place within each one of us. Every single person has an imagination. And it is that quality of mind or quality of consciousness from which we all create our experience. And so if you can begin at the most primal fundamental level of imagination, actually cultivating, shaping, and concentrating on that inner world, that ability to create image, to create sensation through that divine capacity that we all have, that's how you begin to change, to make rippling changes in your life that will eventually manifest in concrete material changes. So in other words, magic is just working with imagination. And I think that's where the great divide really is for a lot of technocratic people. A lot of left brain technocratic people think that imagination is something 
insignificant. It's just this kind of, it's this throwaway capacity for fantasy and getting kind of twisted up in your own head. And we can just throw that away because things that happen in the imagination are not real. Whereas in hermetic philosophy, the imagination is considered uh, your divine spark. That is what makes you creative. That's what makes it possible for you to bring something from the invisible ethereal realm into material reality. And that's anything from changing your emotional state, changing the quality of your relationships to inventing something like technology, you know? So it's not that it's divorced from technology. It's not that it's divorced from anything that a scientist or a left-brained logical person would be interested in. Even scientists are using imagination to invent whatever it is that they're working on. So it all begins with the power of image, the power of visualizing, feeling something that isn't real yet. And yet it is at some level. And that's what magic is. I love how you bring that up. <laughs> that's, that's really amazing. I'm, I'm digesting all that information. <laughs> I, I'm learning so much right now because yeah, you're absolutely right. What was Bitcoin, the blockchain? What was Ethereum, the blockchain, but the imagination of Satoshi Nakamoto, the imagination of Italic Buterin about how the world can change. First with Satoshi Nakamoto and Bitcoin, it was about how can we imagine a world where we don't have centralized authority, centralized banks that completely ruin our, our economy, the government bailing out their you know buddies from Princeton who are now the heads of these big banks uh, and leaving the rest of us normal citizens uh, just to rot basically and that was the imagination of the cypherpunks of a yeah. world of freedom and then vitalik buterin and ethereum uh, building upon that so it's like the imagination the seed it began and that's the thing most people and even today like the other day i heard some interview with you know donald trump our favorite person right and he was saying oh you know bitcoin is a scam everything is a scam that that relates basically to cryptocurrency because mm -hmm. He wants the U.S. dollar to be the most dominant currency. He's just like, I've always said, I want the U.S. dollar to be the dominant force. Mm -hmm. And yet the imagination of now millions of people, including JP Morgan and all these other banks now have extended beyond just the U.S. dollar. So I love that you bring this up. And we're here today actually to talk about this confluence of the imagination, as you mentioned, but yeah. also an astrological event that's happening tomorrow. So Rachel, can you tell us what's this exciting thing that's happening tomorrow astrologically? Okay, so just to start at the beginning, right now we are in the middle of what is called the Mercury retrograde. So if, if anyone is like a complete beginner, there's a significant cycle that happens three times a year with the planet Mercury which is called the retrograde. Now, most people are pretty, they're hip to the retrograde now because it's like, it's the most memeable astrological event of the year, you know, the Mercury retrograde. And the folklore, and I mean, the folklore is really fun and it's really cool, but the folklore around Mercury retrogrades is that 
everything glitches out, everything stops functioning, everything becomes really dis um, everything becomes really difficult to navigate. Um, and there's a lot of superstition around Mercury retrogrades being the worst times possible for signing contracts or trying to get anything to move forward. And we're in the middle of this Mercury retrograde right now. But tomorrow is the most significant moment in the Mercury retrograde. And that is called the Mercury Kazemi or the Mercury inferior conjunction with the sun, meaning that Mercury is going to cross through the sun. They're going to come together. And this is a very important moment in the retrograde because what that represents is Mercury being purified in the rays of the sun, entering into the sun's domain or into the sun's light, <clears throat> excuse me. And at that moment, we have this beautiful moment to make an impression upon a deep, deep, deep layer of consciousness. We have this beautiful moment to sort of, I imagine it as metal that's been heated and it's been heated to just such a temperature. It's become so soft and so pliable that this is the moment where you can strike the metal and begin to shape it. You can strike the metal and leave an impression in it. And so what we want to imagine if Mercury represents the collective mind, it represents our individual mind, but the collective mind as well, because we're all sharing this energy. We're all sharing in this cycle. So if the collective mind is being sort of bathed in the sun's light, heated up by the sun's fire and put into this state that is quite impressionable, we actually have a unique opportunity to strike and make an impression that will actually shape the way that the collective mind is receiving information. We can actually make a really magical change or a shift tomorrow in honor of the Kazemi. Now, I realize that this flies in the face of the common Oh, it seems as though we might have a little bit of a lag in the internet connection. Um, I love what Rachel says about wrong with doing magic during a Mercury retrograde. It's just that it has to be well-timed and you have to know what you're doing. It's not a great time to move something forward. It's not a great time to expect for something to get done quickly. It's not a great time to expect a brand new uh, venture to become initiated. But what it is a great time to do is deeply impress upon your mind something that you want to learn. It's a great time to set an intention to receive new levels of information. It's a great time to set an intention to shape your mind to become a container for a level of knowledge or skill that you really desire to have. And that's exactly what I'm going to be doing tomorrow with you.
in this most amazing experimental online global group ritual that um, we are doing in honor of Mercury Kazemi or conjunct the sun. So uh, that's that's what we're doing tomorrow. Guys, I have the link down below. Um, and the reason why I'm so excited to talk to Rachel and so excited to tell everybody about this is that I don't think this has been done before. I don't, I can't think of another time where a group of people, so it's not just like one or two doing it privately, but as a group with the group, I would say multiplier, this decentralized, using like blockchain technology, this decentralized distributed group where we're all different nodes, like a thousand minds are better than one, according to this, this idea of decentralization. Yeah. Um, so collectively working together, utilizing divine timing, um, taking that spark of imagination, that root of magic, and bringing it down to earth as above, so below, or maybe in this case, below being also the Kazemi that's happening, mm -hmm. the inferior conjunction, and bringing it above mm -hmm. to our lives for something that I think all of us are very interested in, which is how to protect ourselves I see this sort of magic as protection magic, how to protect ourselves against the quantitative easing, the control of the government, and basically us doing all this hard work, mm -hmm. saving, doing everything that the government, that our parents told us we need to do, and yet being like, why is it that the dollar that I saved 10 years ago is worth less today? Why is it that I did everything that I was supposed to do and I'm being punished for it? I think a lot of us are feeling that way. And then the spark of imagination that came from people like Satoshi Nakamoto by Vitalik Buterin, by even like Charles Hoskinson and people who are creating all these blockchains is to help us as a collective be like, let's imagine a different world. Let's imagine a world where we can step closer into a place where we have control and sovereignty. And I think this is one of the great things about when you mention like magic and imagination that's one of the great things about magic isn't it it's that you as the operator of this magic you are working with nature but also you're working almost as the operator the center of this magic um, to create sovereignty so rachel can you tell us a little bit more about why even somebody who's skeptical about magic and somebody who's skeptical about astrology why they would benefit from something like somebody who's skeptical well i would imagine that even if you are not an esoteric person that you understand the concept of drafting notes blueprints how about this blueprints making an outline or creating a blueprint of a project that you're about to begin what does that actually do? What is the purpose of creating a blueprint or an outline of the work that you're about to embark on? It's to actually, it's to represent not only the amount of information processing that you've already been working on in your imagination, it's to represent the amount of energy that you're focusing on a particular project, but it also creates a map of something that you're about to bring from the invisible realm into the material realm. It means that you're actually doing magic because you are preconceiving, you are visualizing, 
And all of these processes of visualizing and conception and experimentation, even working out math problems at length, all of this work is magic because you are actually using that power to focus and to bring things from a state of unformed, chaotic, invisible, etheric reality into well-formed, founded, material reality. And so this kind of work, you can think of simply as an experiment of mind. If you many different models, peel back a few layers and look at psychological elements, you can imagine that this is an experiment where you're going to do some practice that actually creates a sleight of mind trick to help you pull things from the unformed imaginative realm and actually facilitate your material manifestation. You can look at it like that. Um, you can look at it as a form of creating a blueprint for yourself that somehow you will follow in your waking life, that things that you actually bring from the subconscious realm, as we say in psychology, can actually become manifest in the conscious realm. Another thing that I would also say to people that are skeptical of magic um, Magic is used on you every day in advertising. It is an absolutely normal, commonplace experience in our lives today. The modern person is exposed to images constantly, images that are implanted in what we call the subconscious mind. And those images that are sort of now the, this, the fertile soil of your subconscious drive you to do things, to buy things, to change your behavior, to believe things about yourself and the world. And so if you are exposed to that kind of manipulation all the time from outside entities, why not do it to yourself? That power is not in the hands of people that are higher than you. You have the power to do this to yourself and for great good. And as far as being skeptical about astrology, all I can say is that astrology is something that you have to, you have to actually engage with it before you can make a judgment call. If you're denying that the motions of the planets have been studied, measured, qualified, and quantified over the last at least 5,000 years, but it's looking like much, much longer, you absolutely would be incorrect because we have the oldest body of human knowledge on the planet. <clears throat> the oldest body of human knowledge on the planet is astrology. So we can't deny that this science and this art has been a significant element in human culture for many, many, many thousands of years. What you conclude about its value in your life, what you conclude about its use is completely up to you. But what I will say is that we have a lot of interest on planet earth in studying time. And what astrology is, is studying the quality of time. It's not just measuring time, 
It's not clock time. It's another quality of time, which is cyclical, seasonal, and it is only natural to begin to attach human experiences, interior human experiences to the cycles of time. An example is we have a cycle of time that we experience every single day called day and night. And each one of us has a tremendous amount of emotional response, imaginative response to the different qualities of day and night. We associate day with activity, warmth, brightness, a lot of times more happiness. Not everybody is this way, but most people associate the sunlight with cheerful, good mood, activity, excitement, being out and about in um, you know, your daily errands, um, being invited to do your work. You know, that's the work day, daylight, because we can see because the sun is actually heating things up because there's more activity. Nighttime, on the other hand, Nighttime is a phenomenon that actually brings us into a completely different state of consciousness. Even if you are active at night, it's for a much different purpose. It's usually to get into a little bit of trouble or have a party or do something, you know, it's a completely different, it's sexy, it's exciting, it's mysterious. Nighttime is for chilling out. And so all astrology is, is studying the different cycles of time from our perspective here on earth, from our perspective here on earth, we know that the sun is not actually rising and setting. The earth is turning, but our experience, whether we know astronomy or not, our experience on earth is that the sun rises in the east and it sets in the west. And that is significant. We know that the moon rises and sets, and that is also significant. That's how we perceive it. And that does matter. And that's what astrology is. We're studying cycles of planetary motions from our perspective here on planet Earth, which does not deny the astronomical reality, but is in fact an, a study of how the motions of the planets affect our experience here on Earth. And so beyond just the rising of the sun and the setting of the sun and the rising of the moon and the setting of the moon, there is also the cycle of the other planets, which includes Mercury. And Mercury is what we equate with the collective mind and the way that the mind works. And that the way that the mind works is to be reflective of nature, to create to perceive patterns and to create connections, to connect dots, to cross-pollinate, to bring things together. And so Mercury's retrograde represents this really tremendously important time where the collective gets an opportunity to get out of whatever rigid patterns of thinking and behavior we're all getting stuck in because we all have this quality of becoming very automatic. Human beings can become robotic very easily because we get set in our ways, we get stuck in our patterns of thinking, we get stuck in our routines, and Mercury retrogrades where Mercury actually disappears from the heavens, actually disappears, it becomes invisible. When Mercury becomes invisible, the effect that that has is just as significant as when the moon rises and the moon sets, or the sun rises and the sun sets. There's a particular quality that happens internally that we equate with.
like there's something missing for a moment and that gives us an opportunity to learn something new that gives us an opportunity to become flexible instead of rigid and that's really really key and i think that when mercury is in its place of rulership meaning mercury retrograde in gemini is a very strong place for us to all focus on something essential that we must learn and when it comes time to talking about the way that the world economy is functioning in the 21st century we all have to we all need to accelerate the learning process so that we can keep up and cryptocurrency is one great example of how if we could just expand our mind, expand our imagination, get out of the rigid rut, the completely robotic dependence on the US dollar, the Federal Reserve, these very rigid, heavy institutions that are calcified and also decaying. Not only are they hard, but they're dying. If we could open up to the flexibility, the quickness, the lightness that is required to learn the essential motion of the cryptosphere, then we would all be a lot better off and we would have a lot more that we could teach the next generation and we could really evolve the world economy in a positive way. And so basically there are great pioneers, these grant groundbreakers, these visionaries that start the process of creating something like Bitcoin. But now it's been around for a long time and it's, it's time for the rest of us to start catching up. And so my theory is that during this Mercury retrograde in Gemini, especially tomorrow, when Mercury enters the heart of the sun, to do a magic ritual, which is basically like, let's just lay out a blueprint. Let's write out an outline. Let's make a mission statement. You know, <laughs> like, let's declare that we're ready to learn. We're ready to receive. We're ready to start understanding this realm. We're ready to navigate this unknown, uncharted territory. If we could do that at such a key moment, it's literally the same thing as having the wind at your back. It's literally the same thing as being able to capture the light of the full moon in a mirror and illuminate yourself at night. It's just a perfect moment to really capture this opportunity to expand and flex and open up to the learning process. And what is learning? Learning is simply the ability to be flexible, to be open, number one, flexible, and willing to make connections. That's all it is. Learning is humble, actually. Rather than saying, I know so much, or I don't know enough, I can't learn. That's not what learning is predicated upon. Learning is just being open and curious. And that's the joy of this whole cycle of Mercury. Yeah, it's, I think we might be having a little bit of a Mercury retrograde like lag in our internet connection, but um, yeah, but I'm sure everybody's going to be like, of course, of course. And I'm sure everybody understands. I think 
one of the things that you said that really has just, I don't know, it's really kind of touched me is this idea of how during this time, it's like a time for a blueprint. It's time to write things out. It's time to create some sort of maybe internal petition um, to, to bring out to the world once Mercury goes back to being direct. And I've been kind of describing it as, and I think I read it in this book by Gary uh, Caden. Yeah. Which is Hermetica Triptyka or Triptyka, um, which is talking about how when you, the Mercury and the sun are conjunct, it's the inferior conjunction, which is like what's going to happen tomorrow Yeah, at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard, 6 p.m. Pacific. We're going to do a group ritual, guys. The link is in the, the bio thing, the description thing below. Yeah, you guys are more than welcome to join this ritual. You just need to click on that link and sign up. And uh, what's so incredible about that is that when I read this book, I was just like, oh, my God, the way that it was described was that Mercury, the archetype of Mercury, imagine like Mercury with the winged heels, like the shoes coming in for a private audience with the sun, the king, mm-hmm. right? The, the, the royale, the mm-hmm. king and the queen. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, in a way, it's kind of like you get to give like your your friend who's like a social media influencer if we want to bring it into like modern archetypes like this like really really skilled social media influencer and it's like oh my god for like a while this social media influencer friend you have you can send a message to them and they are actually going to have a private audience with president joe biden tomorrow and so what do you want to give what message do you want to give to your social media maven friend who is going to have, I mean, so lucky, right? Private one-on-one audience with the most powerful person on earth right now, president of the United States. What would you want your friend to tell Joe Biden? Like, what is it that you would like uh, to impress upon Joe Biden? (laughs) And I don't know why I thought of this, but I was just like, that's kind of what it's like. So it's a time where it's sort of like, you don't want to miss it. If you had even like, I don't know, an hour, one hour, one-on-one private time where Joe Biden gets to hear your messages, would you just be like, oh, well, you know, I'm either going to pass it up or, um, well, I guess I'm just going to write off a note, like something very quick. No, like you would actually take the time to think about it. You'd be like, oh my God, this is really important. I need to really think about what it is that I really want to impress upon. But let's imagine that in this case, it's like, because it's like Mercury is going retrograde in Gemini, who's the most powerful, I don't know, like tech, let's say Steve Jobs, you know, comes back from the dead, okay? Yep. And it's like, you're going to petition Steve Jobs. Yeah. Like, what would you tell Steve Jobs? And tomorrow, during this uh, group ritual we're going to do, again, guys, the link is down below, we are going to be specifically focusing on blockchain and crypto simply because it's a great time because it's very Gemini. It's very Mercury retrograde in Gemini. As you mentioned, Mercury rules Gemini. So it's, it's comfortable. It's like in its groove, it's in its vibe. So something like blockchain and cryptocurrency is going to be a perfect match for the ritual tomorrow. Yeah, 100%. It's going to be a great match. Can you tell us a little bit more about why Mercury in Gemini, even though it's retrograde, is such a great match for a topic like cryptocurrency and blockchain? Yeah, I mean, this is one of the uh, the theories of 
astrology and magic that I have innovated in my work, which is that a lot of times when people get into working with planetary energies, they immediately discover that to manifest more wealth, to manifest more money, you want to work with Jupiter or Venus. This is really commonplace advice. And there are logical reasons for that because Jupiter is the planet of expansion and abundance, which is lovely. And Venus, of course, is associated with luxury and finery. So it's really normal to imagine that if you're first getting into magic, you want to you want to work with Venus and you want to work with Jupiter. Not only that, but in very traditional magical philosophy, there's this attachment to the idea that money is an earth element manifestation, meaning that you want to do a money spell, go to any neo-pagan shop. I want to do a money spell. They're going to give you a green candle and they're going to tell you, rub oil on coins and like, you know, like um, sprinkle cinnamon, rub oil on coins. You want to bring in the earth element because money is metal because money is the earth. These are ancient archaic associations with wheat and metal. But the truth is, is that whether you're talking about Bitcoin or USD, none of it exists it's not actually a material thing whatsoever anymore at all. There was a time in fairly recent history where the US dollar was still backed by gold. It was not gold, but it was backed by gold, but that's not true anymore either. So what is money but a figment of imagination? It's all air. It's literally just a magic trick. It only exists in the invisible etheric realm. That's the only place it exists. Money is just a symbol. And a symbol is nothing but a thought form. And a thought form is something that in esoteric philosophy, we equate with the element of air. Because where is it? It doesn't exist. You can't see it, but it's all around air. So Gemini is the sign in the zodiac that is mutable air, meaning air that is shifting around and forever changing. It's a million little breezes. It's a lot of thoughts fluttering around, always open to change, always open to evolution, always open to being connected in new and profound ways. So what Gemini is associated with is information processing itself. It is the cerebral experience of human mind. That's what Gemini is. And Mercury, the planet that is associated with the capacity to think and to find patterns and to create connections, Mercury happens to be the ruler of this sign, Gemini, the air sign of cerebral function. And so I realized that in this day and age, if we want to be real, if we want to actually be smart and we want to really use Mercury to see patterns and to actually acknowledge where we are in space and time, um, money is an air element creation. It only exists in our heads. <laughs> so Mercury is the planet that is here to help us to understand money and therefore gathering money, spending money, whatever it is that we're doing with money, investing money, 
learning how to navigate the world of new money, which is a very exciting thing for Mercury and Gemini, like the cryptocurrencies that we are talking about. Um, it's all air element stuff. So what we want is to work with Mercury in the 21st century to not only manifest money, but to learn about money because you can't actually, you can't actually get good at crypto. If you're not using your head, you got to be bright. You got to be quick and you've got to be open. You cannot be close-minded to navigate the crypto sphere. You can't be attached the way that people were once attached, the way that people are still attached to money being an earth element thing, you can't be attached to USD anymore. <laughs> like, um, you can't be attached to the way things have been going. And it's it requires beginner's mind. It requires curiosity. It requires an open mind. And it requires that you believe in magic. Because if you don't believe in magic, but you use money, then you really have some questions to ask yourself. Because... <laughs> Money doesn't exist. How does a piece of paper here? I've got, I've got some, right? How does this, which is backed by nothing, represent value? How does this represent value? An even better example, I forget the name of the artist, but there was this artist in Italy who just sold a sculpture, an invisible sculpture for $18,000. It's literally nothing. He did nothing. He designated an empty space and he sold this empty space, which he called an invisible sculpture for $18,000. Meaning that from nothing, he created value. But that value, 18,000 is also nothing, which is why the nothing can create nothing or the nothing can attract nothing. Because only if this nothingness has no real value. It's just a mental game. It's just a game of imagination. It's the value that you put onto something with your own imagination, with your own, with your own focus, your own emotional energy. That's the only value that anything really has. And certainly money is a mercurial magic trick. And that's why it's really not such a big leap to go from USD to crypto, even though the consensus is Mercury retrograde standby, everyone. Oh, hey, so <laughs> hey, uh, Mercury retrograde standby. Yeah. Now you don't. Now you see me. Now you don't. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Um, what was I saying? The making nothing out of nothing. Nothing out of nothing. So money is nothing and crypto is nothing, but that's nothing new. That's what I was trying to say. <laughs> and that's what Mercury and Gemini is all about. So this is what I innovated was let's do magic during Mercury's transits through Gemini to manifest money, to just bring it in because it's nothing. It comes, it literally comes out of thin air. It is thin air. So why not work with the planet that represents the messenger of the gods who 
thrives in the element of thin air. Why not work with mercury to manifest money? And of course, I'm not the first person to have ever thought of this. Mercury in the ancient world was associated with merchants. Merchant comes from mercury, so does mercantile. The concept of mercury being the sort of patron god of travelers and tradesmen and merchants is nothing new. Commerce, M-E-R-C, that's mercury. Those, those concepts have always been around. And so mercury does facilitate what? Connecting dots. And when people trade, they are connecting dots. They're bringing worlds together. The whole function of currency is to bring worlds together, to weave cultures together, to weave people together. That's why the, uh, the city of Alexandria was so great is because the whole world was streaming through it. It brought all worlds together in this one great center of knowledge and innovation and expansion. And that is what's happening again on the internet. Um, um, at least the best of the internet is that. And so Mercury is absolutely from many, many, many ancient cosmologies traditionally associated with bringing worlds together, facilitating trade, facilitating the flow of currency. And it doesn't matter what kind of currency that is. Back in the day, it was coins, but even those coins were not inherently valuable because of the material they were made of. A lot of times coins are made of very cheap metals that are not actually valuable. Rarely were coins that were just used for everything made of precious gold. You know, often they were made of much less precious materials or alloys to cheapen or lighten the weight. And the intrinsic value of a coin, even this material thing, is not actually based on how much the metal is worth. It was based on a completely symbolic, etheric, abstract thing. And so the idea of Mercury in Gemini is that it is an opportunity for us to all really understand what money is. It's not real. And yet it is a dimension that we all have to live in and we all have to work with. It's, a, it's an etheric dimension of consciousness that humans have created. It's completely 100% in the imagination and therefore, the only way, the only way to understand money, to make money, the work for you, to actually have money be what it's supposed to be, which is to facilitate our creative work, to facilitate our comfort, to facilitate the weaving together of worlds. The only way to navigate this fear of money is to, um, to activate your imagination and to enliven and awaken your imagination so that you can actually tap in. The, um, the program is in the imagination and therefore that's the best place to begin if you wanna get better with money. So my Mercury money magic has been like one of my signature offerings for many years now. And I came on Witches and Wine years ago to talk about it. And it's, it's incredible and it's amazing and it works. But this year we're having like a really profound event which is Mercury went retrograde in Gemini. And so we are making the most of this really unique opportunity. Mercury does not go retrograde in Gemini every year. It's a rare event. 
And so what we're going to be doing is taking the opportunity to not let this pass us by. We're going to take this opportunity when Mercury crosses the sun in the inferior conjunction tomorrow to basically make a really amazing imprint so that we can all ask for good fortune in the cryptosphere to become more attuned and more awake and more alive to that level of consciousness so that we can all navigate that world of etheric abstract investment with uh, some clarity and some success. That's what this is about. I love it. I love it. And guys, again, the link is in the description box. It's the one that ends with crypto alienheart.com dot slash crypto. And basically, I'm I'm just so struck by the fact that this is a rare event. Everybody's just like, oh my God, Mercury's in retrograde. But what we don't realize is that Mercury often does not go retrograde in Gemini. It's like, what is it like every seven years or so it goes back into like certain elements. So this entire year, all the Mercury retrogrades are going to be in air. And also like how often, like every seven years and then in Gemini retrograde. Oh my God, this is only in the Kazemi event when Mercury goes into the heart of the sun, where our messenger, like social influencer friend gets to talk to Joe Biden. (laughs) That event, it only happens like every seven years or so, right? So this is like almost like a once in a decade sort of thing. This is rare. Exactly. It's very rare. And imagine if your mind is like a computer, which is a great metaphor. The computer is actually, it's the human being's attempt to recreate the function of its own mind. You know, the computer's a reflection of what we are, but we're more than that, of course. Um, But just imagine that your mind is a computer and you're the computer programmer and you are getting into the deepest layers of program, not superficial stuff, the deepest layers of the program. It's not easy to get into the deepest layers of the program. There are so many firewalls and gates. Like that is how we are created. You can't just get into the most primal layers of the program easily, which is why magic always includes doing many, many things to get into altered states of consciousness, to open up the mind deeper and deeper and deeper trance states and drugs and whatever it is. There's so many methods of trying to get into the deepest, deepest layers of the program so that adjustments can be made. But the beautiful thing is that astrology tells us when we have really good windows of opportunity to get into those deeper, deeper layers. And Mercury retrogrades are most definitely one of those times. So are eclipses. And this is all happening at once. There's a solar eclipse in Gemini that is followed by the Kazemi. And so with just the lightest touch, we don't need to take a whole bunch of drugs and get into an all night trance to get into the deeper layers we are going to have that opportunity with just the lightest touch to get into the deepest, deepest layers and actually put a program in that says that we are capable of learning crypto and we are attracting success in that area of life so that it won't be a problem anymore. It's just going to be a fun adventure. We're going to navigate that sphere. We're going to learn how to 
thrive in that sphere. We're going to develop the instincts that are required to get in, to get out, um, and to explode with success in cryptocurrency investments, which I would say is um, at this point with the way things are going down, you don't have to be a genius to see that that's at least a good skill to start, you know, tucking into your belt. Like, you know, it may not be the only thing that you're doing and it may not be the only thing you're relying on, but uh, it's definitely something you're going to want to explore if you want to survive in the future. So that's what we're doing. We're getting becoming the meta programmer of our own consciousness and um it's it's definitely effective because if you just looked at it like you know the way advertisers treat us they're trying to get there they're trying to get into the deepest layers of the program so that they can influence you to evolve in a certain way and that's always what benefits them advertisers want you to evolve in a way that benefits them, meaning that you want to, you need them to complete your life. You need them to provide services and products that you'll always be attracted to. You'll always need, you'll always be a consumer. But at this level, we're breaking free of that. And we're actually programming ourselves to meet our own needs, to meet our own desires, to evolve in a manner that's going to be beneficial for not just ourselves, but for others. Because the more you can learn this, the more you can teach others. You know, so let's say there's some people who are going to be slower at learning these skills than you. It's your job to teach them. So not only are you doing something for yourself, but you're becoming a teacher. And that's the joy of being at the cutting edge of something, you know, then you become a teacher. So that's what we're doing tomorrow. We're all going to be giving ourselves the best chance, laying out a blueprint ahead of time that says, I can do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to become successful in the cryptocurrency sphere. Wow. And again, guys, this is a rare event. This is like a once in a decade event that happens when mercury is going to be in the heart of the sun this happens every seven years or so so i'm sure a lot of people are going to be like oh my god it's mercury retrograde you're not supposed to do magic you're not supposed to do magic around solar eclipses you're not supposed to do magic like around this time but the thing is guys like we're not doing magic as in i don't know like trying to um, project things out per se what we're doing is just as rachel said we're programming ourselves this is the ultimate perfectly matching with mercury retrograde and the solar eclipse energies which is going deep within ourselves and we're literally like trying to put in extra code we're trying to look through all the bugs all the things like in our code um, and we're trying to add in almost like how ethereum is gonna you know hard fork into ethereum 2.0 we're, we're trying to upgrade kind of the, the coding that we're doing this is all internal and that's what Mercury retrograde is, right? It's like going inside ourselves. So you don't have to worry. You don't have to think, oh my God, we're going to do this magic and it's just going to go. No, this is experimental yep. internal programming. So if it makes you feel more comfortable to see it more like a, a type of meta programming, internal programming, think of it that way instead of thinking of it as like, oh my God, it's magic. It needs to be projected out. No, it's an internal shadow work. It's an internal meta programming. It's an internal way of utilizing this perfect once in a decade 
natural cycle in our solar system to be able to take the blueprint, like you mentioned, to be able to go to the sun with the ultimate messenger Mercury, that archetype, those two archetypes, and to be like, hey, sun, ruler, the archetype that lives in me and the universe. Hey, Mercury, the messenger um, who also lives within us and in the universe as an archetype. Kind of like um, get into trouble together. You know what I mean? Like talk to each other, like communicate, try to figure out like what to do once Mercury becomes direct again. Then Mercury leaves the Oval Office, leaves the King's Chamber, and then it's like, all right, the king is on board. <laughs> you know, yeah. the conscious mind, the sun is on board. Now we can execute this blueprint. We can do this now. So yeah. we have to be very careful about tr like putting in all these, like I call it lookup table astrology, which is like, oh, you know, like this means this. That's all it means. No, this is, we're expanding the definition of what it means to be in Mercury retrograde, to be in Kazemi. And we're expanding it because we also understand that, as you mentioned, money's not real. Money's not real. It's a figment of the imagination. It's air. It's all in our mind. So we are all mind, all mind, guys. So what are we doing? We are strategically, we're being very mercurial here. We are very strategically deciding that this is what we're going to do. We're going to not think of archaic ways of viewing money and property which is from the medieval ages as you yeah. have often <laughs> said in cash flow instead yeah. we're going to think about the future guys the world is different just like how the internet changed society forever in the early 2000s blockchain mm -hmm. and cryptocurrency is also doing that because it's changing our financial layers once that happens i mean over uh, bitcoin the bitcoin conference this weekend el salvador announced that it is now accepting bitcoin as legal tender and the wow. government is going to put Bitcoin as one of its reserve currencies. Right now, El Salvador is on the US dollar. Gonna start cutting it out and replacing it with Bitcoin. Just a few days before that, Russia said that they're gonna take out the US dollar from its oil reserve funds and they're going to replace it with euros, yuan, all these other currencies. People are taking out the US dollar. This is not business as usual. And isn't that what Mercury does? Mercury is about change, it's about fluidity. It's about dynamic things. The world is dynamic. It is ultimate air now. And this year, which is which only comes every seven years, this year is the perfect next year, of course, during all these other Mercury retrogrades, you can do amazing internal programming about other things. But this year in particular, tomorrow in particular, it's gonna be an amazing, amazing just the timing is just it blows my mind actually that we are in a year of like cryptocurrency when cryptocurrency has in the past year become more mainstream and then we also have mercury retrograde in an air sign the ultimate like where mercury feels the most at home you know gemini it's happening right now and right now the markets the crypto markets it's an amazing time to buy because it's dipped you know like it has dipped you can buy bitcoin ethereum uh cardano my favorite, which is um, Hedera Hashgraph. You can buy these crypto at what I call like early Christmas sale prices right yeah. now. It's a, an amazing time to buy. Plus, the Kazemi is happening tomorrow. Oh my God, it's blowing my mind. Like to be able to then 
come together tomorrow and guys the link is in the description box below as a group as a group to do this so it's a collective decentralized it is a micro signification of the macro blockchain that's going on which is also like blockchains are also decentralized distributed the idea is that many computers are better than just one central computer that's what we're doing tomorrow many heads many people doing magic is better than just one person doing this magic we're collectively decentralized distributed mimicking in a lot of ways blockchain doing this magic on so many levels it's like boom 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 layer upon layer just correspondences are just like completely aligning and i'm and i'm thinking guys like tomorrow this thing it's again we're gonna start the the group ritual at 5 p.m pacific standard time 8 p.m eastern standard it's like eight dollars for this uh this group ritual tomorrow yep we're gonna start an hour early and then towards the time when the the kazini is gonna happen we are going to do an amazing ritual that has actually been inspired by somebody who is in the live right now, like commenting, Bal Kadman. Um, he is absolutely an amazing occultist. Um, I consider him sort of a mentor of mine when it comes to crypto. And uh, he had this amazing um, discovery of how to utilize cryptocurrency when we're trying to you know, put in our intentions into the blockchain. So guys, if you want to see all that stuff um, and to be able to literally and figuratively, imaginatively, symbolically be able to stamp the blueprint of what you would like when Mercury goes direct again to bring forth to the world when it comes to your cryptocurrency goals, your cryptocurrency and blockchain um, ideals and ideas. <laughs> hey, Ball, he's in the comments right now being like, hello, then the ritual tomorrow is going to be perfect ball like amazing amazing uh, occultist who like showed me how to do this um thank you so much for that and rachel it's has been doing cash flow for a couple years now and again rachel has been talking about mercury as money in ways that i haven't heard other astrologers talking about because again it's this focus on yeah Let's really talk about what money is like today, not what it was like 100 years ago, not even what it was like back in 1971 when we were still on the gold standard. But what is money like today? By the way, Rachel, did you know I was doing a PayPal um, transaction and then I noticed when I was paying somebody the web address of PayPal, it, like it changes Hermes. Yes. Hermes flow. I know. Well, <laughs> I know. PayPal already knows. PayPal knows. Like, and, yeah. for, you know, for people to be like, oh, you know, um, these big businesses are so, quote unquote, all rational. They're, they're not into like magic or I'm just like, guys, these big corporations, they understand archetypes. They understand symbolism. There, it is no coincidence that PayPal, the address changes to Hermes Flow. Like next time you do something on PayPal, look at the web address when it goes into the transaction mode it literally says in the web address hermes flow so That's it's right. like big corporations are doing this too you know big corporations i wouldn't be surprised if even if they're not ostensibly like doing like magic and stuff like if they just have an intuitive sense that we need to be spending this time right now really thinking about how we're going to move forward with crypto the, during the bitcoin yeah. conference michael saylor Max Kaiser, all these big Bitcoin maximalists, 
That's kind of what they were talking about, right? They don't know that it's Mercury retrograde. And yet they're saying, you know, you got to really think about what you're going to do with crypto. These are just, mm-hmm. you know, big investors giving you Mercury retrograde advice right now. They don't know it. Yeah. Maybe they do, but they, they don't know it, but they've been <laughs> giving us that advice. So I'm just like, okay, yeah. as occultists, that's what we're going to do. We're going to take advice that any good investor is going to give, which is right now, think about it. Think about what you want to do with your cryptocurrency, with your blockchain, with your technology stocks, whatever it is. And now as mages, we are going to actually align the world with our will, capital W-I-L-L, like what Alistair Crowley Crowley says. What is magic? It's the alignment of our personal will with the world. That's what we're doing. We're doing rituals to help do that. So guys, don't be afraid of Mercury retrograde. It is a perfect time. Again, the timing, only every seven years. And this is happening during this time of incredible crypto prices. I mean, personally, not only am I super excited, but I'm telling everybody about this because I'm just like, to not be, to not do this meta programming on yourself tomorrow during the Kazemi. Yeah. Such a missed opportunity. And again, guys, the link is in the description box. It's going to be like an hour ritual. It's going to start at uh, 5 p.m. Pacific Standard, 8 p.m. Eastern. We're going to be doing an amazing thing with the blockchain close to the Kazemi time. It's literally going to be stamped into the blockchain at that time. It's an $8. It's just $8 entrance fee. um, $8. $8 for a group ritual where it's decentralized and distributed. Many different heads, many different nodes doing magic together at once mm-hmm. this is just in all levels and i don't think this has ever been done before so this is also history being made history being yeah. made that is going to be verified um by the blockchain as well so on the permanent record we're leaving a permanent record. immutable immutable on the blockchain so it's going to be magic being done petitioning propitiating the element of air mercury yeah the sun, and also this air thing, which is, you know, a lot of people, they don't realize this, but what is blockchain? Blockchain is software. It is a bunch of zeros and ones. It is also a figment of the imagination. It is very intellectual. It is abstract in a lot of ways. You can't hold these binary codes of software, and yet it is so real. It has helped people create generational wealth. It's helped people, you know, a lot of these bigger whales um, who are in crypto, They've been able to become venture capitalists, to be able to invest in in philanthropic uh, ventures. So Mm -hmm. what can you do in your life if you were able to diversify, to hedge against, I think, the incredible risk of what I call the petrodollar? Because our U.S. dollar, it's not a real, oh, just a, a, a neutral thing. It is de facto backed by oil. It's environmentally super unfriendly. It is a war creating war funding thing it is the bloodiest most environmentally unfriendly the most one of the most riskiest things to hold right now this us dollar what are you going to do what blueprint are you going to give to the sun what blueprint are you going to give to your meta programming to make sure that you can hedge against that risk tomorrow guys perfect time perfect time to create that blueprint and to stamp it on the blockchain, to stamp it in your mind, to stamp it to the world, to the universe, and to be able to then, once Mercury goes direct, 
to be able to go forth and to have that plan be executed. It's a no-brainer to me, Rachel. It is a no-brainer. And it only happens every seven years. Amazing yeah. timing. Amazing timing. Rachel, I, yeah. I mean, I just went off on this like kind of like soapbox thing because I am just so I passionate. It. I'm so passionate I about this. <laughs> I'm glad you brought all of that up, all the layers of unleash your inner anarchist, you know? I mean, I think any any thoughtful person is is deeply troubled, alienated, and disgusted with right. the way the uh, my entire lifetime has unfolded right. in terms of the power that money has over our lives and the powerlessness that we've yes. had imposed yes. upon us um, as an American. I've been I've been very angry my entire life that my culture has been has been I guess like overrided and and destroyed by this war machine which doesn't represent me or anybody else that I know and love and care about and it's just such bullshit that we've had to um live under that tyranny global tyranny and so yeah this this is an opportunity for you to actually fight back without starting a war without without actually taking an eye for an eye or getting caught up in these games just shifting the focus and doing what humans are actually meant to do which is create not only create wealth but No, more Mercury retrograde standby. Hmm. Fran, I do see your question. And once Rachel comes back online, I'll definitely ask that question. Yeah, Mercury retrograde is just kind of showing us and, and advising us to take things um, at a I would say like more like go with the flow sort of thing. So, and sometimes I've noticed that when it comes to talking to people who are really um, high energy, when it comes to the occult and magic, sometimes the electricity just in general, even if it's not Mercury retrograde, it tends to get a little bit wonky. Yeah. Mercury retrograde standby. So it's totally cool. (laughs) (laughs) No, actually, Rachel, there's a question in the live. Yeah. Um, on YouTube, um, Fran is asking, would you recommend working slash challenging old ideas regarding money first, like before you go into the ritual? Um, well, if you have time, absolutely. That's always a great thing to do. But you know what? I want you to just think about this as planting a seed and contained in that seed is the intention to weed out all of the things that are choking your growth. Um, but yeah, in the meantime, like between now and tomorrow, I would definitely do some journaling. That's my favorite way. And it is mercurial to just use the power of the written word, which is a great gift. If you think about it, the fact that we're all literate and we can actually just pick up a pen and we have endless paper that is true wealth in many centuries on this planet. So just think about how much power you actually have to weed through a lot of the things that are choking out your growth. Um, through a hardcore freestyle journaling session. I would do that between now and tomorrow, if you can. If not, just come as you are and understand that your intention to change your reality, to allow your mind to open, to grow as an investor in this new world will contain 
the experiences that you need to actually, yes, to change the past, to change your relationship with the past. That's what's mm -hmm. so great about Mercury retrogrades. Yeah. They are traditionally, yeah. read about them. You'll see, traditionally speaking, despite all the warnings, what they are are times of revision, rewriting, revising, editing. Right. Actually, there is somebody else who's asking a question. Um, Route to Fly with Camilla Lupalova says, how do we pay you for the ritual tomorrow? I visited Crowdcast link, but I'm sure how to sign up. So I, I am going to, once Rachel comes back online, we'll definitely ask her. Uh, yeah. Uh, again, Mercury retrograde standby. So just a lot of these uh, sites and stuff, like maybe it'll be the site is kind of refreshing. So I'm sure that all of that is going to be ironed out soon. Um, let me actually visit the link right now. Yeah, the energy is like super high. Like, I think that's the reason why there's been a lot of uh, like going offline and going online. Ah, okay. So Rachel says, click the green button that says save my spot. Yeah, save my spot. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. If there's any other questions, guys, like, please put them down, like in the, or not down, but on the side where the chat is. I mean, Rachel is at your disposal right now. You know, we're kind of here to answer questions or anything like that. Don't be shy. Don't be shy whatsoever. And you know, again, I just want to impress upon people that a lot of astrology is about timing. In fact, everything about life is about timing, especially if you're going to go into investing. Uh, you want to get in at the right time. You want to get out at the right time or else you're going to lose money. And when it comes to metaprogramming, when it comes to magic, of course, that's the reason why we're so interested in astrology. We're trying to work with the natural timing of the universe mesh it with our own divine timing, our own will. And tomorrow is going to be an incredible event. Again, the link is in the description box and you just have to press the green button that says save my spot. And then it'll lead you to all the other things that need to, that you need to do to finish uh, signing up for this. Thank you. Yeah. And it's going to be an amazing time. Again, it starts at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. 8 p.m. Eastern Standard. The Kazemi, it happens, I think it happens Eastern Standard Time around 9.15 or so, right? Around right. that time. So what are we going to be doing from in that hour before? What Give us a, a basic, like, uh, a syllabus of what's going to happen. We're going to get together. We're going to start vibing by actually giving a little bit of background. You're going to be there. I'm going to be there. And my beloved husband, Andre, is going to be there. So we're going to represent this little trinity this magical trinity that we've created, um, which is very mercurial and alchemical, salt, sulfur, mercury. Um, so we're going to give a little background on what we're doing and we're going to open up the space. And then my husband is going to do a basic banishing ritual. And I am going to lead us on a guided meditation that's going to actually get us into the metaprogramming state all together. And then at exactly the moment that mercury goes Kazemi, meaning enters into the heart of the sun, we are going to we are actually going to be doing a transaction 
on the Ethereum blockchain that's going to cement, put the stamp on our, our collective, I would say our collective sort of blueprint, which is to be able to have that wonderful mercurial grace um, and um, timing and speed and um, learning when it comes to blockchain and crypto. So anybody who is like, you're, you're just like, you know what? Crypto is the way of the future, which it is. Um, technology is the way of the future. Tomorrow, it is a great way if you're a new investor, if you're new at this, if you're new at magic, it doesn't matter. Mercury is also great for the new mind, for the beginner's mind as well, because it really helps like kind of fire it up. Uh, and should I say more than fire, to help kind of expand it, to make it as vast as the sky, uh, to also to make things flow, just like planes are going across and, and you know, people from one land are going to another in efficient ways. And just, you know, that entire, like just the whole thing about like tomorrow and just being like air, but it's metaprogramming. So it's going within. So yeah, it's gonna be, usually when I think about air, it's very abstract, but this time it's gonna be like really brought down to earth. It's That's going right. to be totally like just kind of bringing all that vastness inside of you, stamping that blueprint. We're going to do it actually on the blockchain as well. Mm -hmm. So it is going to be, yeah, Fran, I can't wait either. Yeah. Fran is saying, all pay, can't wait. Thank you, ladies. Love the way that you spread information. We're spreading it the mercurial way. Rachel, the way that you do cash flow and money magic it is truly revolutionary. I think everybody is like super excited for tomorrow i'm super excited um my pleasure says, got it had to open maps wish i could yeah maybe in a couple of years we'll all be paying each other through crypto through stable coins yeah. i'm i'm excited about that incredible yeah. incredible and i'm so excited that you jawan are not only like back in my sphere which is so exciting but that you've actually been on this current yourself, taking so much time to research and not only research, but lucidly explain and disseminate this information and actually invite average people who might have felt like they were left out in the cold. You're inviting so many people to just come in, come into this, come into the crypto sphere and check it out. Even if you make the smallest move, the smallest investment. It's something. It's actually connecting. Five dollars. Five dollars. Just hook in. Connect yourself and see what happens. 100%. It's so wonderful that you're doing that. And that's why I'm so excited that we get to collaborate. Like what a gift. It's just, it's truly synchronistic and magical that we're collaborating in this way. So yeah, it feels divinely inspired. Um, 100%. And I know that you teach and disseminate knowledge because it is divinely inspired. Yeah, I'm a Mercury ruled chart. And I had a reading from Rachel a couple of years ago about my chart. I am very, very much ruled by Mercury. I'm actually Gemini rising. Um, yeah. And my my Mercury is in Aries. It's in the 11th house. So I'm, I'm all about that. I'm all about that. And so for me, and I think anybody, especially who has a Mercury ruled chart, this is going to be especially an amazing time. And especially because Mercury, this retrograde is happening in my first house. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, like I'm, I'm just feeling it. I'm just feeling it. And I am so grateful, Rachel, that, you know, you've built up this expertise over a couple of years about how to work with uh, money magic in terms of air, 
so and that you're going to be guiding us and you and Andre are both going to be guiding us through this ritual tomorrow and I'm so grateful that there's going to be a group of us I hope I see some of you guys on this live tomorrow yeah. um, doing this ritual together I'm so grateful for Balkadman for showing me how to do that blockchain sort of thing yeah me and, too yeah thank you so much so before we go uh, Rachel do you have do you have any closing thoughts mm. Closing thoughts. Oh, there's so many. It's Gemini. It's so hard to focus. I have so many things that I could share and that I want to say. Um, if you want to learn more about this, I do have a bigger class called Cash Flow, which I'm happy to to let you guys in on. But right now, what what? Oh yeah, the link for that's in the landing page. Um, but mo closing thoughts. Um, I'm not. I'm not a future-minded <clears throat> technological person by nature. I've always considered myself a Luddite. Um, I've always considered myself somebody who has values that are really, really old. I have old world values. And what's great about cryptocurrency is that I feel like it actually, rather than being way beyond me and so far off into the future that I can't connect, I actually feel like cryptocurrency is representative of old values that are coming back. I feel like an ancient Alexandrian attitude towards cultural exchange and, and knowledge is actually coming back and it's being facilitated by this world. And so I feel actually very invited into the crypto sphere. So if you're one of those people that feels like it's intimidating because this is too futuristic and sci-fi, um, I encourage you to see what it really is at heart, which is something really human, really, really human, and therefore very grounded in what we actually are as like divinely inspired creative beings that really want to connect with Yeah, I think that just getting connected and um, doing that thing that Mercury does so well, which is to, you know, in today's day of the internet and technology to bring everybody together. Yeah. And really old fashioned in a certain way. <laughs> I, I, think of it. I really do. I think cryptocurrency is really old fashioned in a certain way, like in that it's human. It's really human. Wow. It reflects who we are yeah. fundamentally so much more than money ever has. And wow. I'm so happy. <laughs> wow. Yes. And I see that Brianna says that they'll be there. Uh, Sister Diggins says, yes, yeah. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm so glad. And I hope to see everybody else on this live tomorrow. The link again is in the description box. Rachel, thank you so much for spending this hour and a half talking about this amazing revolutionary way that you've figured out how to work with Mercury. Um, Ball, thank you for, Ball Kadman, thank you for the way to the technology to stamp on the, uh, the blockchain of magical intentions. Thank you to everybody who joined us on this live and we hope to see Hey everyone, thank you so much for listening to the Witches and Wine audio experience. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider supporting me on Patreon. You can choose between a few membership tiers. They're super affordable and flexible. Your membership helps me continue making videos, podcasts, articles, lots of different things about all the sweet witchy stuff. Links are in the show notes. 
Also, don't forget to go on iTunes and give this a five-star rating. Each five-star rating helps rank this podcast higher in searches so that as many witches can find and enjoy these episodes as well. Until next time, this is Chawan signing off.